Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. Do you understand what he's saying? He repeats himself. That statement Jesus finds important enough that he repeats it. Lose your life for my sake and you'll find it. In other words, just give it all back to me. I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from you. That's where you're actually going to find your life is when you surrender it. This concept is confusing for most of us. If we lose our lives for Christ's sake, we'll find it? What's that mean? Today, Pastor Robert will help us understand the life that is found in this truth. God brought life out of nothing, and when He breathes His breath into your life, it can become so much more than you could imagine. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Do you understand God doesn't need our money? It's not like he's broke. He's, and, you know, he's not going to be able to pay his rent if you don't give your tithe. He doesn't need our money. Then why did he even implement this system? The same thing was true for Israel. Do you understand that the tithe in Israel, when it was a law, it was a law for Israel. It was a tax. And it was, it was actually more than one time per year. It, I calculated it. My arithmetic's usually pretty good. 23.5% per year. It's what Israel was expected to give back to God because that 10% on their increase had to happen more than one time. It was two times every year and then one time every three years or seven years. I don't remember, but I just remember I ran the numbers. 23.5% was what they had to give. And it didn't matter whether they had a little or a lot. If they, if they had any increase, they were expected to do that. No, you're not under the law, but if you trust him, then you'll be eager. You will run to give to God for the simple reason that you're grateful to him. Do you understand? And that you know that you can trust him. You know he's got it. He's he's completely under control. And see, the process, excuse me, the, the system that God put in place was to train us to trust him. That's the whole point. Training us to trust him. 
Now, I've said it so many times before because, you know, some people always automatically, they think, oh, yeah, this is just another preacher wanting to get in my pocket. Please don't give a nickel here if that's what's going through your head right now, but give it somewhere else and put God to the test because he says in the Bible, if you'll test me, I'll prove it to you. You can trust me. So test him and let him prove himself to you. You can trust him. You can trust him with everything. If you, can, if you can learn to trust him with your money, if you can learn to trust him with your children, with your family, then he will, he will prove himself to you time and time again. Even though, do you understand what we're talking about here? God Almighty doesn't have to prove himself to anybody. He's God Almighty. What does he care what you think? The only reason he cares what you think is that he loves you and he wants you to learn. Trust me. Let me help you. Trust me. Let me teach you. Trust me. Let me lead you. You and I are supposed to go into our world focused as he was on giving and serving, not on taking and being served. But so many Christians today are focused on taking and taking, and I want to go be fed, and I don't like that church because da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And you never hear anything about what they're giving to other people, what they're doing, serving for other people. And you know who's getting ripped off the most? They are. All things are lawful for the person who is under his grace, but any desire which hinders the building up of others and the furtherance of his kingdom should be denied. Deny yourself. You want to follow Jesus? Deny yourself. In Matthew 10, 37, Jesus said, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. Do you understand what he's saying? He repeats himself. That statement, Jesus, finds important enough that he repeats it. Lose your life for my sake, and you'll find it. In other words, just give it all back to me. I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from you. That's where you're actually going to find your life, is when you surrender it. So, second mandate, take up your cross. In other words, do what he did. Jesus was there in the garden. Mark chapter 14, verse 32 says they were, they were there in, in Gethsemane. You know, it's one of those really cool places in Israel. The Garden of Gethsemane has been the Garden of Gethsemane since before the time of Jesus, and it's still the Garden of Gethsemane. So you go there, and you, you can go there and actually sit and pray under a 2,000-year-old olive tree in, in this garden of the olive presses, which is what Gethsemane means. And he's sitting there with his disciples. He says, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. And then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Have you ever thought about what he went through? You know, fully God, absolutely, but fully man as well. What if you knew? What if you knew with absolute certainty, there's no question, it's a done deal, you knew that tomorrow morning they're coming for you. And they're going to beat you almost to death to the point of disfigurement, and then they're going to stretch you out 
while laughing and making fun of you, they're going to drive spikes through your hands and your feet and, and then hang you up and wait for you to die. What if you knew that was coming tomorrow morning? Would you be excited about it? Oh, I can't wait. I've never had that happen before. No, he wasn't giddy with excitement about it either. And so he cried out to his father, if there is any other way, you can do anything if there's any other way. But I will trust you. Not my will, but yours. He says, you want to come after me? Deny yourself and then do that. You have to make that decision just like he did. He didn't want that. You understand he wasn't feeling it, but he submitted to it. God, Father, Abba, Daddy. He refused to give in to his own human desires, to avoid pain, to avoid suffering. He refused to back away from the will of his Father, which brings us to number three, follow him. You see, I, I grew up believing that following Jesus was just a euphemism for going to church. It just meant going to church. Yeah, I follow Jesus. I go to church every Sunday. That's not what it means. It means so much more than that. See, I thought following Jesus, it just means I, I get to go to heaven when I die. Yeah, I follow Jesus because I don't want to go to hell. In Luke 16, 13, Jesus said, No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot, you cannot serve God and mammon. Now, I know a lot of Christians that are trying to do exactly that. You end up being unfaithful to both. You're never going to be rich, or at least not for long, and you're never going to be content or fruitful in God. You can't serve both. I was listening to a, a message by Pastor Chuck this week, and it, you know, Chuck Smith, and, and it, he said something. I just love the way he worded it. He pointed to this passage, and he said, do you understand that Jesus himself told us he will not be co-regent? We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. 
We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.